0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Matcha Diaries. The podcast where your hosts Kara and Leo chat about topics that are close to our hearts each week. This week's episode is all about overthinking. I mean, we've all done it. We've all been there and we all want to do it less. So That's exactly what we talk about in this episode. What are some common topics and areas that we overthink? What do you guys overthink the most and why? And most importantly, obviously, what can we do to stop overthinking or to at least try and do it less? By the way, if I sound tired, it's because I'm currently recording this intro at 1.30am because I just went to a friend's birthday dinner earlier, which was so much fun. So please excuse the tired and potentially slightly delusional voice. (laughs) But yeah, I'm also very excited because if all goes well, then I'll be on a plane to Spain in a bit over 24 hours, which is crazy. It's going to be my first holiday in, I don't know, over one and a half years. So yeah, I really hope that you're having a lovely day wherever you are. And that you enjoyed the episode of course and if you have any feedback and thoughts as always please just reach out to us our dms are always open say long time no see but it's actually been short time no see we've upped our
1: game we've been we've been good i know this is like the furthest away from a wednesday that Lee and i have recorded which is
0: in ages i know it's currently a saturday and we recorded our last episode on tuesday so it's not really been a week since
1: i still have highs and lows though me
0: too i mean speaking of highs and lows (laughs) that was such a good transition do you want to kick us off with your highs and lows
1: yes okay so i have two highs of the past four yeah. days so the first one was this morning because i i was telling this to leo earlier but i spent the literally the first few hours waking up just on the piano playing a bunch of random songs um and just like reconnecting with music because i i do love playing the like my fingers hurt you know i, mean, I feel like it was a finger workout it probably was. but anyways i do yeah i do love Playing, um and i was just like messing up messing around with random chords and stuff so it was just Aww. fun um quite relaxing it was good to like not be on my yeah. phone um and just like have some me time I-, I sent a snap to my sister actually while i was doing it and she was like main character energy i was like yes. oh, that's, so true, actually. <laughs> that's me it was it was fun and then my other high was seeing my sister with my parents it literally made my heart melt so she traveled on was it on the friday On the Thursday. She traveled on the Thursday. She arrived like Friday morning. And so she's already like seen them. She's seen all the family. Don't worry, COVID safe, did all the tests. Um, But yeah, I'm just like really happy. I think she deserves it. Like she's had such a hard year um, in general. And I think just lockdown wise, she was the one that was most isolated. Like I always had Ed, Dana always had Sean. So she was always, I don't know. It was much harder for her. Yeah. So I'm just glad. I'm really happy for her. So that's my high. Oh. And that's so nice. Yeah. And my low is just I'm I'm just a bit bored <laughs> of being inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit I'm a bit tired of it, but I do know it's I keep telling myself it's worth it. Like you don't want to jeopardize the next month, so it's fun.
0: It's only another week.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad. And like I think I don't know, we're still gonna go on walks and stuff because like you can't like we're gonna drive to forests and stuff and just like go on walks um avoid all human civilization but it should be fun and that should help with the
0: lows right leo your highs so my high is that i feel like this week i've gotten to find a bit more of like a routine and like bits of rest in my (laughs) life because i feel like why are you laughing at this? I'm just laughing because
1: <laughs> your high is literally like you being... Like, you're finally getting more than, what, five hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you deserve it. Yes,
0: it's amazing. I do. I do deserve it. <laughs> so, I feel like I've been, like, more productive at work, finally, during the day, but then also kind of balancing it with socialising some evenings, and, oh, today was the best day. Okay, so guess yesterday I had my vaccine, mm. and... So today I kind of felt... So this is my kind of my low. I've just kind of been feeling a bit tired and stuff from the vaccine and my arm hurts. But in turn, I just let myself sleep in this morning. And I honestly was like dozing for most of the morning, only waking up to like read bits of my book, then sleeping again. So I haven't slept in in so long. Honestly, it was the best thing. So I realised that this was the very first time that I'd been able to sleep in since I'd moved into this flat and I love sleeping, so it was just amazing, (laughs) and also, yeah, for someone who doesn't sleep,
1: you do love sleep,
0: I, I really (laughs) love sleep, I'm not somebody that, like, wakes up naturally at 6am, I wish that was me, but it's just, my internal body clock is, like, set to 12pm as a wake-up time, (laughs) so, (laughs) I'm literally still a teenager, I think my body still thinks I'm a teenager, (laughs) so, and then especially just getting the, like, getting time to just read, like, I was reading in in bed yesterday before going to sleep in this morning so that i mean the book that i'm reading at the moment is kind of part of my high because it's so amazing i'm reading yeah a court of silver flames which is the fifth book in the a court of thorns of roses and roses series written by sarah j mass and truly the best fantasy books i've read in a while i feel like mm-hmm. for anybody who as a teenager, loved. Like Divergent, Hunger Games, Twilight—like those sort of romancey, action, fantasy novels—you're gonna love these because they're kind of a more adult version of these, and it's just (laughs) amazing. So yeah, not really, not really too much of a low.
1: No, I feel like yeah, both of our uh, our (laughs) both
0: of our lows, or like will be
1: a high, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, good week then. Good, good few days. I know I know yeah, I don't think we can we can complain <laughs> but then actually the topic of this episode was inspired by one of my friends who... Well, I think we were talking on the group chat about, like, dating and, like, overthinking and stuff like that. Because I think it's such a common thing that people do in loads of areas of our life. But I think especially yeah. in, in romance romantic situations, if it's, like, at the beginning or even, like, towards the end of a relationship, I feel like it's super common. So one of my yeah. friends was like, oh, maybe that could be, like, a good topic to do on the podcast. And I suggested it to Kara, And I feel like it's such an interesting topic because I know that mm. us two talk about it, like... Quite a bit and just like, oh, I'm over, like, especially I think I've talked about it when like, oh, I worry about this, or, you know, I'm overthinking this, which yeah. always annoys me. So I feel like it's quite a relevant topic to be talking about.
1: Just general overthinking, right? Because that's what I prepped for. Yeah, just general overthinking. I did not prep for overthinking in dating. <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. I feel like it's, for me anyways, maybe I had overthinking when it comes to guys when I was younger more. I don't really overthink that much when it comes to dating now. Maybe also because I'm not really dating that much. But
1: (laughs) Could do with your confidence. Like, you're more confident with yourself, so you don't really need to overthink it. I think it always stems down to confidence a lot of the time. For me, though, I think my overthinking just comes from... Okay, tell me if you guys relate to this but like do you ever feel like you want to you want your brain to just shut up and you just like Mm. want to not be thinking of anything and you just can't like you're just constantly thinking oh did i do this how is this person gonna react oh when i said this at work do you think this person took it the wrong way like and sometimes i'll be in bed with ed and i'm like ed what are you thinking of right now and he literally is just, like, nothing. Like, there's nothing going on in my brain. And I'm like, how? Like, I've pl- replayed all of yesterday and, like, questions about tomorrow in my head. And you're just sitting here, like, <laughs> about to fall asleep, not thinking of anything. Wow. <laughs> um, That's impressive. I know. So, for me, I don't know. Like, I've do, I do think girls overthink a lot more than guys. From my experiences of, like, all my guy friends. Everyone's just like, oh, I'm chill. I don't, like, I don't worry about anything. I just, you know let it be
0: I know I've had that same experience like in my personal life when I've asked guys and girls like the same questions about like overthinking even just general life stuff or grades or you know when it comes to job applications yeah. but I kind of read about it that like people do think it's a more female skewed problem but that everybody yeah faces it. everybody deals with overthinking to varying degrees so maybe it is like in our personal life, maybe it has been that it's a more a more female experience, but I'm sure that there's loads of guys out there who yeah. also struggle with overthinking. That is
1: true. Yeah, but we can't speak on the behalf of them. I just find it interesting. Like some things, I'm just like, how? Like how can you not be thinking of these things? Mm. And I'm just like, there's no point thinking. There's no point dwelling on it at yeah. the moment. And I'm like, sometimes it's I just true. wish I could. <laughs> I know sometimes I wish I could just live like that.
0: Yeah, me um, too. What are some, like, common areas where you feel like you overthink the most?
1: So, when I was younger, I think it was a lot of... It was a lot about friendships. Friendships and me being like, is this, you know, is this person mad at me? Or, you know, like, am I being too clingy in the friendship? Or, um, and then also about boys. Like, just the classic, you know, does he like me? How do I, How should I say this? How do How should I be flirty but not be too flirty? Like, just... Just, like, it takes, you know, ten minutes to send one text out to a boy because you have to make sure you're not sounding... But then I became an expert at it, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, who has, who has ever, like, typed out a message in the notes section?
1: Is that not common? And then,
0: like, that... pasted it. Do you not do that all the time? <laughs> I think that's, like, especially
1: when you're in, in an argument, like, or, like, a confrontation with a friend. You always, like, type it out before, make sure that you're, you sound concise, you're not, you know you just, your argument is down, you're stating all the facts, you have all the receipts, and you're just like, bam, 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 bam. And then you, like, show all your fr- your other friends, you're like, is this a good message <sighs> to send? And then, you know, pass me. I don't do that anymore. I
0: don't have any friendship dramas. That's good. I, I fully agree. I feel like friendship drama was so a thing of, like, high school me. Yeah. And, because I wrote down, like, some areas that I overthink a lot, and I've also said, like, friendship fights. And, yeah, I think friendships have gotten so much more chill ever since I've entered my 20s.
1: Mm. I think it's because when you're younger, when you're younger, you're like trying to figure out who you are and they're trying to figure out who they are. And like, and you're all you're surrounded by in school is your friends. Like they are your whole life.
0: And it's also, you can't really get to, you don't really get to pick and choose who you spend time with. No. So you you have to kind of become friends with the people that are like in your class or in your grade, but it's probably going to be that true. you wouldn't actually gravitate towards some of them if you like had the choice. And then there's, yeah. you literally see them every single day and you're, but you're all like going through puberty and like trying to figure out who you <laughs> want to be. Like you all want to be part of a group and also many yeah. like hormones and emotions going on. Whereas now, I mean, I personally, I only really surround myself with people or like me, especially when I'm meeting one-on-one with people that I just genuinely love spending time with. And you
1: want to be around. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So what would
1: you say you overthink now?
0: The most I probably overthink, I definitely think I've gotten so much better I think I overthink way less mm. now than I did at university and when I was a teenager, teenager. Because I agree, I think I used to overthink a lot when it came to dating, my past relationship especially. And I think at different points of the relationship, I was like overthinking different things. Like at the beginning, I was kind of overthinking like those classic things of like, oh my God, does he like me? Oh my God, he hasn't messaged me in X amount of hours. Does that mean we're over? <laughs> um, <laughs> And then towards the end, it was kind of more, like, overthinking. Is this the right... Is it still the right relationship? Like, what should I do? You know, all of those... All of those thoughts that then... Mm.
1: See, but is... Would you think... Is that overthinking or is that self... Like, you being self-reflective?
0: I don't know. I think a bit of both.
1: Hmm. Because I I remember us having so many conversations at uni, but I never thought it was, like, you overthinking. I thought you were... Like, to me, the conversations we had, you were always genuinely trying to figure out, like what is right for you and there was it was very like solution focused rather than you just being like why is this like this why is this like this where I think I'd like, like to hear that <laughs> yeah I don't think it was ever like because I never told you Leo stop you're overthinking it <laughs>
0: yeah no that's true that's true but I do think like dating is a very common area and then I think the area that I used to most overthink was to do with like University or school, like obsessively worrying about like grades or exams, even after they were done yeah. or you know, the <gasps> lead up, which just never helps. And yeah. also job interviews. So, I feel like this is such an interesting example of how your brain kind of tricks you. I went to the Samsung Assessment Center because obviously, so the job I'm in now, I work at Samsung, and I remember coming out of that job interview. And literally, I was overthinking what I was saying in the interview so much, I kept replaying the specific answer to one of the questions. And I kept thinking Mm. about what should I have said instead, like days after. And obviously super unproductive, because I can't go back and change what I said. And I remember then getting the call and me getting offered the job. And they kind of gave me feedback as well. Like they told me what I did well and all of this. And they specifically pointed out my answer to that question where, like, we really liked how you answered that question.
1: That is so funny.
0: Which is just ridiculous, like, and I, I spent so much time, <laughs> like, having, like, a negative energy in me worrying about this question when, even if that question had gone badly, like, that wouldn't have made or break, like, that no. would have, you know, broke the whole interview or, like, prevent me from getting that job.
1: That if so they really true. had
0: liked me and my personality and, you know, what I had to offer. So it's just ridiculous. And then on top of that, it was, like, the one... It was one of them that stood out to me. So I just think it shows how your brain can kind of trick you into perceiving things in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Or the more you think of it, the m- you, like, you start... I guess you, you, you start having, like, false perceptions of what you were actually saying. So then you actually, like, you end up making it seem a lot worse than it actually was i do yeah. think job interviews is such a big or just like it's just like presentations or like big yeah. important meetings at work things like that where you say something and they like the people in the room that are watching you to them is just literally like three seconds of their lives but but after the meeting you're i'm like why did i say this like is this gonna make me think <laughs> yeah. like seem like this or like in my interview they were asking me like oh what do you do after work Like, what do you do for fun that's not, like, work-wise and stuff? And obviously, I tried to appear... I mean, I didn't lie. I was saying things like, oh, you know, I do the podcast on the side, I I like to read, I like to journal, all that stuff. But then, while I was saying it, I didn't want to make them think that I was, like, trying too hard. So I was like... And I do like to watch reality TV sometimes. Like, I find it so much fun. And, like, it's a good way to just pass time and, and be silly. And after the interview i was like fuck like they're gonna think i'm an idiot i watched like fucking love island <laughs> like they're gonna think I'm. So- <laughs> and you know now it's something like we bond about in the like my team mm. bond, bonds about like we have a slack channel about love island
0: no way <laughs> yeah. i love that wow
1: but i remember overthinking it and being like oh my god they're gonna think like I waste my time and I don't do, I should have said I, you know, I should have focused on the podcast more. I said that I spend most of my time doing productive things, but but they just want to see the real you. you they want to so just see you. the real you, yeah. Yeah. That's so I remember, interesting. I remember for like, I think something I always, always overthink on is like presentations and mm. um, two different things, presentations and travel. So traveling, I'm always a person that's like, what time is the train? I have to like, I check, like a hundred times on my phone before i'm like what time is the train what times what, like what platform am i on what time is the plane which passport do i need to show you, you, like is my suitcase you know I, I like yeah i always think the worst the worst thing is gonna happen so I like my brain my is move. yeah so your brain is like constantly trying to prevent it but actually you're just like wasting your time yeah um yeah and then pr- for presentations it's just like the night before when i'm trying to sleep And, like, my brain's literally replaying what I want to say. And then you end up not sleeping well that night. And it makes it, like, it just makes the next day even harder just because you're tired.
0: That's so true. I feel like it's so interesting. So, for me as well, one of the areas that I used to overthink a lot, I think that's probably the one I struggled with the most after, you know, I don't know, grades, school, exams, is... And I think this is a bit of a niche one. Like, I don't think you struggle with it as much, but it's kind of, like things that I did when I was too drunk because I think I've talked about this on the podcast before but I quite often black out chunks in my memory yeah obviously like the more drunk I am the more I'm gonna black out but I I lose I think chunks of my memory when I drink more than I know that some of my friends do like I don't even have to drink that much and I'll forget very large chunks of the night and so then I've done that in the past where I've like in my head done something wrong or said something wrong and then I like repeatedly just go over and over and over that night and like try and piece together the memories but the memory just doesn't exist anymore so it's no. just so I'll just like obsessively go over and over and over it and like torture myself basically with these like memories or non-existent memories yeah kyle will be very familiar with this because I've talked to her <laughs> about this a lot and I think that's just such a common one where You know, that doesn't help anything. It's not, you know, it's not solving a problem. It's not letting me move forward. It's not letting me prevent that same mistake from happening again. It's kind of doing the opposite because it just puts me in, like, this freeze mode where I can't act. And all I'm doing is kind of, like, self-flagellating and, like, berating myself and being like, I'm the worst person. I'm the worst human. I don't deserve anything. (laughs) Go down the drain sort of thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um. So, I mean, I'm glad that that hasn't happened in a while. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think those situations are even ten times harder when you're, like, when you are going out with people that you don't really know that well and you, like, can't Mm -hmm. gauge whether you trust them or not. So then they go back the next day and they're like, oh, do you remember when you did this? And you're like, I didn't, I don't think I did that. And, like, they try to make you think you acted like one, that's like toxic friends. You don't need those people in your life, do you?
0: No, no, no toxic friendships allowed. Yeah, I guess now we've we've kind of talked about overthinking in like our own experiences. So maybe we can just define overthinking a bit more generally.
1: Yeah. The notes that I have is that overthinking is different from problem solving and self-reflection, like we mentioned before. So like thinking about a solution or learning about something about yourself. So like we were saying with Leo, like the self-reflection aspect of it, that's actually purposeful. Whereas when you're overthinking and dwelling about how bad you feel about it all or like when things are out of your control that's just like it's not it's a waste of time to some extent um and it, it happens to everyone everyone overthinks but some people do it more frequently than others and it can be linked to having an anxiety an anxiety disorder but not everyone who overthinks has an anxiety disorder um and then this lady called helen odesky who's a Chicago-based clinical psychologist. She says that overthinking is rooted in uncertainty because we feel vulnerable about the future or the past. We just, we keep trying to solve these problems in our our head and we end up in a loop of questions that we actually don't have the answer to and we will kind of like never have the answers to.
0: That's so interesting. Uh, Because I also read that It's quite often like this downward spiral because it's like you're overthinking, which then causes you to feel more negatively. And then as like your mental health declines, then the more likely you are to overthink. And it's really hard to recognize when you're in like this downward spiral or this, this cycle, because your brain is kind of convincing you that worrying and obsessing is somehow helpful, which I know I do this 100%. So you kind of are thinking that you'll develop a better solution to the problem, or mm-hmm. you'll be less likely to make the same mistake again, if you like spend more and more time thinking about it. I guess that's kind of as well with travel or with the presentation, like you think you're going to do better yeah. if you just keep going over and over it in your head. And in fact, actually the opposite is often true in in the sense that like the more you think actually the, the worse you feel and then these negative emotions will actually prevent you in a lot yeah. of cases from then being able to take positive action and I mean the two kind of common types of overthinking which we've already touched on are kind of like ruminating on the past and then worrying about the future which I feel like we've probably all experienced to some degree and I do think that there's also differences in what people tend to do more, as in, like, I think there's... I can see that in my friends, where there's a lot of friends who tend to overthink more about, like, the past and what's happened, versus, like, those who worry more about the future. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you tend to, like, lean more towards one or the other?
1: I think I tend to lean more to me focusing on the past. It's always a, like, did I say this? Like, how is this person going to react? Um... But it's more about, honestly, like, it's about work stuff now. Cause I, I'm trying so hard to yeah. be the best version of myself at work. So because I am self critical as it is, I'm, that like feeds into being an overthinker because I'm like, oh, I said this. Mm-hmm. Am I going to cr- come across as this? Or, you know, if I, if I want to say something very firmly because I want to get something done, is that, how are they going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm like, yeah, I don't know, a bitch? <laughs> like, um, so it, it it and I think that's like the main aspect in my life now where I am overthinking is is like in that in that sense um, but yeah, more more past focused I think
0: what about you? I think also more past focused. I don't really tend to worry about like the future that much unless it's those stressful events no. that we talked about you know like a presentation the next day or an exam or something like that. but I do think as you get older, those yeah. sort of things have happened less and less in my life because now we don't have exams anymore. We don't have, like, as in I don't have job interviews anymore. So, I mean, I'm I'm interested because I've got something very exciting and kind of nerve-wracking happening next week, <laughs> which I'll be able to talk about in August. I've already said this. But I'm interested to see how I'll feel the night before because I kind of yeah. am just, like, not thinking about it now, not letting myself get too worried. But I'm sure I'll get a bit nervous.
1: That's the thing, though. It's always, like... I think it is always like if you have a week before you you yeah. know it's there but you don't really worry about it until it's like because you know you have time but then it's when it's like <laughs> a few days before or like two days before you're like okay shit like time is running out and this is happening <laughs> sorry I'm probably stressing you out now um, Leah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I know yeah. it just
1: happens to everyone I think you know like and I I don't know if anyone else relates to this but like presentations I the most I'm anxious is right before, like, the five minutes before, because there's literally nothing you can do. But as soon as, like, I'm on the call or I'm I'm started, that, like, the anxiety is gone.
0: I have the same with, with acting and, you know, before plays. I remember being so yeah. nervous, like, the night, or the, especially, like, the hour before, because then it's like, oh my god, it's actually here. But then as soon as you're on stage, you know... There's nothing you could do to like prevent yourself from being in that moment. So you're just living it and then it's all fine. Same with presentations, I feel like it's such a similar thing. And then also most of the time you will be enjoying what you're doing. Even like public speaking, like I always tend to be really nervous about it before. But then when I'm actually doing it, like
1: yeah, it's I do enjoy it. Thing. Yeah. And then like once you're done, you're like, why was I stressing so much? I know. Like I do enjoy it. I do like it.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. I think it does also come with, because obviously we've both been saying that it's kind of gotten better for us over time. So I do think it is like also a mental muscle that you build through experience, like you proving to yourself that it will be fine and you can handle these situations. Yeah. So same with like flying and like flying on my own. I remember like the first time that I flew on my own or moved somewhere on my own. Like I was a lot more nervous than like the other time, like the times afterwards Mm -hmm. that I did it because I've like proved to myself that you know, I can handle it.
1: Yeah, and it no longer becomes like an uncertain situation because you know exactly what is going to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just generally maybe moving on to how, what can we do to stop overthinking? Because, I mean, it's all fine and dandy, like us talking about how much we overthink. But I feel like it's quite unproductive. So... That is true. I think this is the first step though, like realising that you're overthinking and like realising that there is a problem and also realising that it doesn't do anything to fix it and that it actually does more harm than good. So because the research is clear, you know, overthinking Mm -hmm. is bad for you and it doesn't actually do anything to like prevent or solve any problems. So I kind of um, found online like three key like mental exercises that you can do to to grow mentally stronger and...
1: Nice, let's see them, let's hear them.
0: Okay, so the first one is to act as if. So kind of acting... So normally it's very common to like act aligned with our feelings. So often we can then wait to feel... that We're waiting to feel different than actually make a change. But studies have shown that you should kind of behave like the person that you want to become. I think that goes very much with the saying of, like, fake it till you make it, you know, with confidence and and mm. even, like, like, happiness. I think we've all heard it. Like, if you smile, it naturally, like, kind of releases endorphins and your body, you kind of trick your body into thinking that you're happy. Yeah. Even though maybe you're you're sad. Or, like, and if you
1: fake laugh, you yeah, exactly, get the real laugh out of you.
0: And I, this reminded me of the last session that I had with my therapist. Because actually one of the topics that I wanted to talk to her about was kind of me overthinking some, I think I talked about this in a, in a past episode that I did something at work, which kind of caused me to like spiral downwards. And I was like, okay, I want to talk about this with her. And she talked to me about CBT, which I don't know if you've heard about, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I thought this was super linked to like this mental exercise. So she described it and Excuse me, like I'm not a psychologist. I'm just repeating kind of what she said in the notes that I took. But there's kind of five key areas in this. So the first one is the scenario. And then this leads to like she described it as a hot cross bun of kind of four areas. So the first one is your thoughts. So that could be like your thoughts are racing or negative thoughts like I'm not good enough, I can't do this, it's going to go wrong, etc. Your behavior, your feelings, which could be, you know, panic, anger, shock, regret. And then your body. So how do you feel in your body? So being like hyper alert, freeze, all sorts of things that may be happening triggered by the scenario. And she was saying that one can only actively influence your thoughts and your behavior out of those four areas, which in turn will impact your feelings and your body. So the first step is to kind of just generally make yourself aware of, okay, if I'm in one of those you know, scenarios that trigger this, you know, I don't know, kind of fight or flight mode or you know anxious thoughts mm-hmm. overthinking kind of think about okay how do I naturally tend to feel in my body how what am I feeling in that moment but then also what are my active thoughts and how am I behaving you know for example am I you know am I am I having like negative thought spirals etc and yeah then you can like actively analyze your thoughts so thinking are these actually factual are they accurate or are they false fortunes kind of like looking into the future and having like a cycle of doom, you know, <laughs> I've, I've done this, which <laughs> means I'm gonna lose my job, be homeless, have no friends, die, <laughs> whatever it is. And also like, is there some truth in this? You know, is, is there some elements of my thoughts which I can use to productively prevent something that I'm obsessing about, you know, happening in the future? And over time, we can actually manage to like change our subconscious like default patterns of thoughts and behaviors if we, kind of work on changing our thoughts and and immediate reactions. So powerful. Yeah. So she said that, like, often we can be very tempted to go kind of like a downward spiral of thoughts when when a scenario occurs. Like what I was thinking of, you know, as an example for me, like, I've made a mistake at work or even like a breakup or something, you know, and then that then takes you down to, I'll, you know, end up alone (laughs) or all of these things, or yeah, like, I'll lose my job, my, co- my career has ended, my degree was a waste of time, all of those things. <laughs> and she said that instead you should try and like actively work on an upward spiral of thoughts, which can be super hard, but yeah. obviously can be worth it because it's just as, it, it can be just as much of an exaggeration as your downward spiral of thoughts would be. But then over time, your brain will be more used to thinking that way instead of like downward.
1: Can you give us an example based on that thing of, like, I might lose my job? How would would that become, like, an upward?
0: So, for example, a mistake at work, right? So she was saying how a mistake at work, instead of thinking, you know, I'm going to lose my job, can be, like, okay, realizing this actually puts me, like, on a level with other people because it's a human experience. Everybody makes mistakes. Then also, we've learned a lesson from this, which then in long term means you're actually going to perform better, which means that you're going to have better trust with your boss, And you're going to also appreciate your job more, which then long-term leads to, like, a better career and more progress. That
1: is so interesting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That is insane. I was going through this with her and I was like, it's so true, though. Like, I feel like, and actually, I think the upward spiral, even though it's kind of, you know, in both scenarios, it's like, it's kind of a more, it's like a heightened version of, you know, going either upwards or downwards. But I... Do actually think yeah. if you're looking at it from a, an objective point of view that the upward spiral makes more sense and is way more productive and helpful in the long term yeah. than thinking about it in in the downward spiral. So
1: and it, I guess more likely because yeah. when you're thinking
0: that you're you're actually like manifesting it in some way as well. Exactly, because then you're thinking about okay, so what is my lesson that I've learned to this? You know, yeah. What what do I think about my job? Well, you know, how do I want to make my my boss trust me more? And all of these things. So, I mean, this is only my, my therapy session was only like this Monday. So it's not been that much time since then, but I think that's definitely something that I want to personally work on. And I found super helpful. I think that is
1: really good advice. Like it's so relatable with every overthinking scenario, you know? So like even with dating, if you're like, oh, I made a, like, I made a fool of myself. I'm never going to have a boyfriend ever in my life. I'm going to live alone. Why not say, oh, I did something funny he laughed or she laughed and they're gonna think like I'm quirky <laughs> and then and then it's just gonna be like a funny story you talk about in yeah. the future and maybe a dating story that you take with you and like is there's so many ways to think positively
0: exactly about things it could also be like okay you do something which maybe you think is embarrassing then you can think of it as oh my god or and then maybe actually he ends it okay then instead of thinking about it as like oh I'm I'm a I'm a failure like nobody's ever gonna wanna date me again I've lost like the potential uh, you know I've lost this potential relationship you should be thinking or you could be thinking about it as this is actually Showing me sooner rather than later that we're not meant to be like we weren't a good match yeah. and that's actually gonna... and you'd rather
1: be with someone that exactly can that's gonna allow you to find to somebody
0: it. quicker that is actually well suited to you and that yeah actually might be the love of your life or somebody who you spend lots and lots of years with
1: so good. It's so good to just like it just shows you the power of your mind as well. Like you Mm. you're causing the overthinking, but you have the power to make it stop. Like no one else is gonna make you not overthink it. Exactly.
0: And I think I've I've um it's it's the same thing of like we are not our thoughts, we're not our body, you know, we can we have the control over what we're thinking and and how we're acting. And I've got a really good podcast episode that I always recommend to anybody. It's um Mm. how to fail. Is the podcast with Elizabeth Day, and then it was her interview with Mo Gaudat, who has kind of come up with the algorithm for happiness, and he also talks about, you know, distinguishing your brain from who you are and your thoughts, and he says, it's quite funny, the interview is honestly amazing, I've, like, listened to it multiple times, and every time it just shifts my perspective, and... I'll, I'll maybe put a screenshot of it or link it when, when we post these when yeah. we post stories about this episode, but he also, he says that whenever his brain kind of goes down like a negative thought spiral, he thinks of that brain as Becky. So he's like, Becky, why are you, you know, he's kind of, he's object, he's like distances himself from, from that part of his brain. And is That's like, so good. Becky, why are you saying all these things to me? Like, you know, that they're not true sort of thing, which I just find really interesting. The, the episode in general is, is honestly amazing.
1: I, s- I saw that in, like, a dating thing as well, where a couple, like, whenever there's, like, little things that you know could cause arguments, they make it, like, a third person, so it's like, it's, so it's mm. going and be like, Becky forgot to pay the bills today, instead of being like, mm-hmm. I forgot to, and it's just like, it brings light to that, like, situation that could, you know, like, oh, that's so Becky's funny. too tired that. to cook dinner, let's, she wants takeout, and it's just like, it, ma- it makes you feel less bad about it by yourself. <laughs> But I I love that advice because, like, when I was planning that piece of advice, I keep correcting myself about that. Um, But when I was planning, like, this episode, something I was saying is, like, okay, things to do from the day to day basis when you aren't, when you know you're overthinking things is, like, distract yourself. But actually, that's just a temporary fix. Like, it's not a long term thing. So I take that back. But, like, I do think sometimes, like, (laughs) Like when when you are waiting, let's say, to present the next day, or you're waiting to have a confrontation with a friend or something, and you're really like you're overthinking it. You're th- you're thinking of all the scenarios that could happen. Like it, it is good to distract yourself. It's not it's not going to solve your problem quote unquote of like overthinking, but it's going to help keep your mind busy, and that does help because you're just preoccupied with other thoughts. And it kind of like tricks your brain to think, okay, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm going to just focus on something else, which is important. But self-awareness is so good.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like, that goes in line with, my second point would have been just like focusing on the here and now and what you're doing in that moment, which like goes in line with that, right? Like focusing on what, because the only thing that you can change isn't what you've done in the past and it isn't the near future. You know, if it's a presentation, you can't make time go by faster and, you know, Make the presentation go well in the moment that you are. So instead, you should focus on like what you can change, and then kind of thinking about what is actually going around, like what is going on around you. So that's kind of like the theme of like mindfulness, right? Like doing a body scan, which kind of is also like what is my what is my body feeling at the moment? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? What am I? Yeah. You know, what are the sounds around me? And there's a quote that I heard the other day. And I just think it's so We haven't had a
1: Leo quote in so long.
0: <laughs> I was, Throwback. I, so I was talking about it with a, with a friend of mine, and he said it, and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to write that down in my journal. <laughs> so yeah. it's, we're not humans having a spiritual experience, we're spirits having a human experience. I just think it's Ooh. mind-blowing. I feel like it goes in line with, like, the we're not our body, we're not our thoughts sort of thing because I I always think if we can control our body and we can control our thoughts surely there must be something else right which has to be our spirit I guess I don't know how you would or your soul like however you would define it just think that is so so trippy and I feel like if you think about it in like a bigger sense of like we're in our body it helps kind of give those little tiny things that you're worrying about less weight yeah so bit of a bit of a spiritual detour (laughs)
1: I love that. I was going to go look on Insta because we posted some stories and I want to see what people said. Mm. Maybe as a way to wrap up the episode.
0: My also one last thing is just, I mean, we say this all the time, but I feel like gratitude is a massive one. Because it just reminds you of instead of like overthinking about maybe what could go wrong, it's like reminding you of what you're grateful for in the present and what, you know, all of the good things in your life And also, I think studies have shown that, like, your brains will actually change if you make, if you practice gratitude on a more, you know, habitual basis, and then over time kind of being grateful for your life will become, like, more second nature. I think it's all about, like, you can realizing that you have, even if you're not happy with, like, your mental habits at this point in time, like, you have the control to actually change your subconscious thought patterns and how your brain works and reacts to different scenarios, even though it can feel mm. like they're so ingrained and they're kind of second nature, but it is in your control.
1: Yeah. And I do think it stems down to, like, self-love and confidence, because mm. once once you're, like, your authentic self and you, you know, you are you love what you say and you believe and you have true, like, belief in everything that you say, you're not going to be overthinking your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's specifically when it comes to, like, overthinking things you do and things you say. Um, But, yeah. So that's something, like, I want to take forward is making sure that I'm confident in who I am and what I believe in and what I want to say. And how I want to portray myself. Because that's the only way Then I can not overthink it. Because let's say I do something that is wrong or off, let's say. And someone comes to me and is like, why did you say that? I'll know. Like... I'll be confident in what I'm what I'm doing and I'll, I'll be like willing to just have I don't know just have like that belief that you know I said something it might have been wrong but like not overthinking it you know like learning taking it with you but not overthinking it I think that's really important yeah if you want to learn about being a confident, you should listen to our previous episodes um, we have a self-love is it we have we had literally a self-love and confidence episode
0: yeah I think it was self-acceptance and confidence Mm. I don't actually think we... Have we done an episode on self-love? I don't think so.
1: No. I think it's just self-acceptance. On. But that that was a good episode, I think. And, like, I think all those things that we said there and in the authenticity um, authenticity episode that we talked about can, like, help you just be more confident in, in who you are and then, like, not overthink
0: your actions. Yeah. Do you want to read the Instagram... Some of the Instagram things?
1: Yeah. Should I look at, like... So, so some... The question we asked is, what situations do you feel like you overthink the most? Um, someone said everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Relatable.
1: A lot of people said situations where I might fail, um, when I'm not confident in what I'm doing, um, about my future or some stupid mistakes that I've made. So it, it, I think it yeah. like, it's such common.
0: Just shows, we're not alone in this, we all do it. And I feel like so often I can, like, berate myself because I'm, like, I'm the only one who does this and, like, everybody else is just living their life and enjoying stuff. Mm. But... I think that actually it's a lot more common than maybe we think.
1: Yeah. And then so something I think it would be good to end the episode on is, so I asked, like, I overthink because dot, dot, dot. And someone said something which I think is interesting, and I'm curious to see, like, your thoughts on, on it, Leo. But someone said, I overthink because I worry about the opposite choice if I don't choose it.
0: Like, what if? What if I'd done this or something like that?
1: Yeah. Like, I chose this way, but what if I chose the other situation? How different would my life be? I think that's so interesting. I think a lot of people do that. Like, oh,
0: I do that quite a lot. I have that even like on a tiny on a tiny scale, right? That's not going to keep me up at night. But I even have that like when I'm at a restaurant and I'm like, I order a certain dish. And I'm like, oh no, but what if I had ordered the other one? <laughs> you know, that's like, <laughs> seriously, yeah. <laughs> um. That is so funny. <laughs> so I, I very much relate to that it's I think it's obviously that's like a stupid example that's not gonna have altered the course of my life in any way <laughs> but I think it's quite common to think about you know what if I had acted this way what if I've chosen differently but again it truly really is not gonna change anything in your future you know I feel like a lot of people could benefit from just and I'm including myself here like in being confident in your decisions and once you've made a decision just sticking to that you know and even if that decision maybe doesn't have the desired outcome but you've made it so you might as well yeah just live it and and make the best out of the situation and also if you believe
1: if you believe the the idea that like everything happens for a reason which a lot of people I think go by um then you'd know not to question something happening like okay you made this choice there's no point thinking what if i did something else because you've made that choice now and and there is a reason for it like yeah whatever lessons you will learn you will learn and even if it's like lessons through something good happening or lessons through something bad happening like you'll take all those experiences with you moving forward so and that's just life
0: (laughs) that's just life that's
1: just life life do be like that
0: It is just life, you know?
1: I enjoyed this episode.
0: Me too. Also because it's something that, like, I recently obviously, like, talked about, like, with my therapist and that I feel like I just... It's something that I definitely want to work on even more. So I think it's very relevant yeah. to, to me, definitely.
1: Mm. And a lot of people, like, everyone will at some point have experienced this, so.
0: Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed and got something from it, even if yeah. it's just knowing more about us and our struggles. <laughs> what a fun time. That is time. true. <laughs> That's you we have to do in this podcast. Literally just, like, pour our heart and soul <laughs> out for the internet to see and judge us. <laughs> and ask
1: for, ask for any, like, advice. I always do this. I'm always like, if you guys know, like, ways to fix the situation, <laughs> yeah. let
0: me know. Slide into DM. because I'm always
1: curious to see, yeah, I'm just excited to see, like, how other people... 'Cause we don't know all the answers, do we? Like we No, definitely not. Anything we hear from people, um, is always good. So thanks for interacting with us.
0: And I hope that we never come across that way either. Like even if we're giving advice, I think that's the one thing that also we always want to get across. Like we're in this together with all of you guys. Like we're just trying to figure this thing out and, you know, manage life best as possible. And we're all we're all like learning Honestly. together and making this, progress. This episode along was a learning
1: thing for me. Like when you were saying, um, the cbt thing and then you were just saying like think of it as an upwards spiral i literally like while you were saying that i was just picturing certain scenarios in my head Mm. where in the past i could have done it so thanks for sharing that
0: oh i'm glad you know that's also i i have therapy for a reason it's just to share it with my podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we can get it so we can get it for free thanks leo
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly i pay you benefit.
1: (laughs) i mean it's a win-win for me i think so too
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well i hope that you'll have a lovely week and that you're doing well and if you're not please always reach out to us we're always there to chat and love you lots and speak to you next week love ya Bye. bye bye